It's Monday. It's August 19th. And the word of the day is karma, which means destiny or fate following as effect from cause. Used in a sentence, Dale Earnhardt Jr. almost got karma to death last week, <laughs> along with his wife and infant child, when his private jet crash landed in Tennessee because he killed his father to win an oval contest, and now he's part of a real-life Final Destination movie. <laughs> Taking the hard stances against NASCAR drivers that other media is too afraid to take. Welcome to the well, Skeptocrat. <laughs> maybe you guys. This town lets me get away with talking shit about Jesus. I don't think I'm going to push my luck. <laughs> I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, we'll pumpkin spice it up. Chicken Little and Cassandra experience a brief synergy. And Donald Trump is about to learn the hard way that Greenland is one-fourteenth the size of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight, our fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh, before we get started... Let's settle this once and for all. I hear they're having trouble over at opening arguments with this. So what does the phrase next Friday mean? Does it mean the next Friday or does it mean something different than the words it's made of? Thank you. I feel so much better about sending his kid those fake college rejection letters now. <laughs> I thought the dude that moved Seinfeld's car to the other side of the street already settled this. We already have a term for this Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's the term. And last Friday doesn't mean two Fridays. It's obviously just you use, use the words. Come on. I have a feeling we're on different sides of this one. Chris, uh, like your Christian name is not, if you're not Christian, you don't have a first name kind of. No, no. Friday is Friday. Next Friday is the Friday. The next, this Friday is this Friday. Next Friday is the next one. Yeah. 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 That's the side so we're next, on. So next Friday is not the next Friday is what you're saying. Wait, 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 exactly. wait, wait, exactly. wait, wait, wait. Heath Enright, we are recording this on Sunday, the 18th of August. This Friday is the 23rd. I didn't ask about this Friday. Next Friday is the 30th. No. The you! next Friday is not the 30th. I, I can't believe that a Seinfeld fan is going to take George Costanza's side on this. You're a monster. <laughs> George, You're a monster. George was the best character on Seinfeld. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, there we go. He was he was the hero of it all along. He's the protagonist makes, of Seinfeld. It makes so much more sense now. He is. It all that's Larry so David. George is Larry David, and that's the hero of Seinfeld. <laughs> Read a book. In our lead story. So much tonight. about Eat. Can we? That's yeah. his eulogy. I'm putting that on your epitaph, bud. George Costanza was the hero of Seinfeld. In our lead story tonight, Donald Trump and his advisors missed the comma in James Carville's famous It's the Economy stupid line, and now we're all fucked. <laughs> That's what happened. Yep. So, okay, here's a summary of where we are now. And, and keep in mind that I don't have one of them fancy degrees in economics from one of the nation's best colleges like Heath does, but if there's one thing I've learned from listening to people argue about economics with Heath, it's that that doesn't matter. My opinion is just as good as his. Yeah, right. No, numbers are an art, not a science. That's <laughs> exactly. The point. Yes, exactly. It's, it's the art of the deal, not the science of the deal. It's the art of trade war. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Duty is in the eye of the beholder. Great. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go Tariffs, get a snack for duty. this story. If you guys are going to talk about the economy, you guys want anything from the kitchen? What am I doing? No. All right. <laughs> no. So an economy is a lot like a balloon. And I'm back in. 
I knew I could win you back. Not what you think. You want to keep the balloon blown up, Mm -hmm. but it's always going to be leaking a bit of air. Mm -hmm. So you always have to put some air in it, but it can't always be the same amount because it always doesn't leak at the same rate. So when Trump took over the economy, it was already taking a little too much air and we probably should have cranked the dial back a bit. But instead, Trump cranked all the levers as high as they could go and then he farted into the fucking balloon for like 42 seconds. And now it's leaking, but we don't have any more dials that we can turn up and nobody at Treasury gets paid enough to blow it up manually now that Trump's ass has been all over it. Yeah, that's why you never go balloon not to mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And look, recessions happen, right? Even healthy economies have recessions. They're unavoidable. They're not all as unavoidable as the one that's settling in right now. But one way or the other, Obama's successor was probably going to have to deal with a recession by itself. That's not necessarily bad news, though. Right. The only way it can be guaranteed bad news is if the country's run by a megalomaniacal idiot who has convinced himself, and this is real, that the bond yields are conspiring against his reelection. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks the the future is conspiring against him. He like, does. Like he ten years into the future, does. teamed up with two years <laughs> into the future, and they were like, you know what we could fucking do <laughs> if we flip flop our thing. That's- We'll right. fuck with Donald Trump of 2019. <laughs> exactly. And that's why he's in complete denial, apparently, about the looming recession to the point that, as the Washington Post reported last week, there is no plan in the event of one. Oh, oh, call on me. Call, you know what? <laughs> call, you know who you should call on? Liz Warren, because she has a plan for that. Um, Don't she, though? Yeah. She does. Turns out there is a dial we haven't cranked up yet. It's called the... Taxing rich people dial. Oh, right. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a dial we could use. And um, then what we do is spend that money on literal happiness units for society. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, green infrastructure, universal health care. There's a lot of good things we could do. And turns out when people aren't broke from paying for private insurance that they're getting gouged on, those people can spend money on anything else. So the demand at that point for anything else's goes up and there's a reason to create new businesses and that's how a recession goes away when you don't do economics backwards that's (laughs) demand side that's how that works but without any data to show that's exactly how it works yeah i guess we're all just fucking guessing at it and as we all know economists don't really keep data that's not their thing no Again, it's an art. It's an art, it's not an a art science. Yeah. It's hard, mm-hmm. hard to also, say. Like We're all just guessing. We should probably point out that like recessions are made much worse when, let me see if I can do the metaphor here, someone inside the balloon can bet and make money on how much air leaves the balloon because they're a selfish idiot who doesn't realize they're also inside the fucking balloon. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, or they have a home in some other nice balloon. they can balloon buy their way out of the balloon yeah, at that right. point. Is that right, right. Balloon. Yeah. So now even the lack of any planning or connection to reality by the president might not have been an economic death sentence if it wasn't for the clown car of fucking rejects that he surrounded himself with when it comes to fiscal policy. So let's let's do the list here. Okay, here's who's going to be fixing this economy when it goes south. We've got Larry Kudlow, who isn't an economist, (sighs) but plays one on TV or or used to. Sorry, used to. (laughs) Yeah, uh, well, and now his face is collapsing into his giant fucking neutron mouth, so you can't even talk to him. It's not even helpful if he was smart. Oh, let's see. He's got uh, uh, Pete Navarro, 
uh, who once famously failed to name a single economist living or dead that agreed with the basic assumptions of his economic <laughs> policy. Now, d- don't get me wrong. Like, I would have a hard time naming an economist at anything to the anything, but I'm also not advising the goddamn president on economics precisely for that reason. Uh, well, okay, do you know that tariffs are stupid and trade wars are also I, stupid? I do that. There I you do, go. Do, you should be yeah. advising the president on economics <laughs> precisely for that reason. Um, but yeah, just to be clear, Peter Navarro couldn't even name... Peter Navarro as an economist who agreed with Peter Navarro. He literally wrote a book about how tariffs are dumb and he used to be a Democrat and now he's collapsing the world economy with tariffs and a giant trade war and now he's a Republican. Yeah, he's not even related to Dave Navarro. It's a total waste of a guy is what we're saying. (laughs) Yeah, but he would have been more of a waste I think if he was related to Dave Navarro because then you know it wasn't genetic. Okay, and then finally, by the way, we've got Stevie You Can't Tell How Gold Gold Is from a Picture Mnuchin (laughs) who produced the movie so bad we literally Literally started doing secular reviews on GAM because of it. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. He was the EP. Look it up. Um, and whose chief qualification to run the Treasury Department apparently is that he has a lot of money. So he must know how he's, he's met it. He's met all the dollar bills before. Yeah. Uh, he was also the EP for the Entourage movie, though. Let's, okay. yeah. you know, well, be I complete. Mean, that makes sense. America is the Entourage of Nations. Yeah, <laughs> and for Mad hard. Max Fury Road, we're heading there too. So yeah, get hard with Will Ferrell and uh, Kevin Hart. I think also. Yeah, go for it. Have at it. <laughs> All right. So now maybe by the way, you're tempted to say, okay, Noah, sure, the guys up front are a bunch of unqualified hacks. But when it comes to things like this, it's it's really the low level bureaucrats that are grinding it out to do all the work, and, and they're still just humdrum economists, not political appointees. Except you're not tempted to say that because you're a skeptocrat listener, which means you're informed enough to know good and damn fucking well that most of those positions remain unfilled in this administration. Right, or even if you don't know that, you've worked at a Denny's and know that a dumbass manager can literally destroy a business by arranging him and his girlfriend to always get the same shifts. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's also that. Uh, and, and just to make sure Heath, by the way, is as pissed off about this as possible when our tenuous giving away a free show business model comes crashing down around us because of the petulance of a bloviating man child. All indications are that the closest thing he has to a plan on this one is his intention to blame the Fed when everything goes tits up. And I, I, I'm given four to one that the words Ponzi scheme are going to come up in that order. Uh, phonetically, I don't think <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be on Twitter. So phonetically and in Green New Deal news tonight, according to The Washington Post and several sources <laughs> close to the president, Donald Trump has asked multiple people, including White House counsel, to look into the possibility of buying Greenland. <laughs> this is amazing. Hey, uh, Denmark, heads up for you guys. Um, here's what I want you to do. Make him give you boardwalk and all yeah. the railroads. Yeah. And this is the important part. You get his get out of jail free card. <laughs> that is the key. <laughs> now, the reason the president is interested in Greenland has puzzled the press. Some speculate it's as a source of natural resources. Others wonder if the president thinks it would improve our scientific work in the area. And still others think it may have to do with improving our early warning ICBM system. <laughs> but it's actually because... Donald Trump clearly thinks the world is a goddamn rectangle. Yep. He thinks north is a synonym for up. And he thinks the Mercator projection is, I don't know, an estimate for his filet of fish bill at the next big White House <laughs> dinner for the <laughs> College Football <laughs> National Champions. 
Yeah, yeah. One of the six people in the world positioned to actually make a difference of global warming, and he's literally trying to short it, right? <laughs> it it yeah. being the survivability of Earth in this interest. Remember the air with the balloon? Like, But this time we only have the one. Yeah. You guys selling Everest? I just want that part right there, the really high. Yeah, just so, Everest. Uh, silly as this sounds, uh, these rumors have garnered so much attention that the government of Greenland released a formal statement on Friday saying, quote, Greenland is not for sale. <laughs> I don't know why it's listed on fucking Zillow. We keep getting these calls. I heard Denmark made an offer for the United States, too, which is fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, while all the other sheeple in the lamestream media are running around spouting their Jew lies, we here at the Skeptocrats still have that microphone that we cleverly hid as Melania Trump's lunch. <laughs> so let's check on the White House to see how things are going. Morgan, roll the tape. For the last time, Mr. President, we'll see what Tyler says. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, you wanted to see me, Mr. President? Oh, hey, Steve. I thought you quit. No, no, I've just, I've just been hiding in the press room for like nine months now. Ooh, smart. I was wondering why the door was always locked. Wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Tyler, you know Fat Steve? Okay, I'm like 185 pounds. Dude, he's worked here for three years. Whatever. Jiggly Boobs here is wrecking my Green New Deal. Wait, you... You have a Green New Deal? I bet your ass I do. No, no. Wow, Mr. President, I've got to say, I I'm am impressed. going to buy Greenland. There it is. Green New Deal. You're going to... Buy Greenland from Sweden, that's right. Uh, Denmark. Sir, sir, why do you want to buy Greenland? I mean, think about it, Tyler. Beautiful, rolling green hills. Uh, you're literally falling for an 11th century Viking trick. We got that's, all kinds of science going on up there. We'll, we'll keep an eye on Vladimir Putin. Plus, how much could Iceland want for the place? I mean, it Denmark. can't be that much. It's, it's Denmark. I'm sorry, Vladimir Putin? Oh, yeah, that dude gives me the willies. I was visiting him once, and he got mad at, at a guy... And he threw a hat at him and cut his head off. Uh, you're thinking of odd jobs, sir. Yeah, well, uh, it could be both. But I think it was both. Okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. Job. Well, Mr. President, I've got to admit, this isn't babies in cages. It's not a trade war that shoots the economy in its own foot. It's it's not even really that harmful. Hell, I believe Truman tried to buy Greenland. I, I guess I'm saying, you know... This is probably your best idea yet. Thank you, Tyler. Now, get on the phone and get a price from Russia. Denmark. I said uh, yeah, it so many times. Denmark it down as a business expense. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Next up in headlines. Benjamin Netanyahu, in his capacity as the Prime Minister of Israel and uh, grown-up person, continued playing his <sighs> game of... Red light, green light with members of U.S. Congress last week, specifically Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib, who both just happened to be Muslim. Coincidence. Two of them. Yep. After Netanyahu originally decided to admit the entire U.S. delegation of Congress people who planned a visit to Israel, even the Muslim ones, he changed his mind on Thursday and banned the two of them. But then on Friday, he decided to keep the ban going for Omar but allowed Talib to enter, but only so she could visit her 90-year-old grandmother. So red light, yellow light is where we landed in this game of adults. 
international I diplomacy of adults. Love the half-ass walk beggar. He would, you know, he agreed that she could go as long as he still gets all the bigot points, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's insane, right? So, in response to getting banned. Talib wrote a letter asking Israel to reconsider and allow her to enter the country for what could be the last time she sees her grandmother. And in the letter, she promised to respect any restrictions and promised that she wouldn't promote any boycotts against Israel during the trip. And that's when Israel announced, okay, we're going to let her in on humanitarian grounds, but only if she respects all our restrictions and promises not to promote any boycotts. (laughs) So Talib responded with, Fuck you. That's exactly what I already said. <laughs> I just said that. I just said that. And now I'm definitely not coming. In fact, my grandmother wouldn't want me to come. And she didn't say this next part out loud anywhere. But the subtext is definitely, hey, my grandmother is a Palestinian who lives in the West Bank under apartheid conditions. And you guys just said humanitarian grounds. Just lots of words getting thrown around is all I'm saying. Maybe you guys don't get to use those ones. For for Tlaib to make such an incredible concession and then receive such a blatantly antagonistic response is genuinely unheard of pre-2016. Sorry, pre-2016. Post-2016, I guess I'm glad flaming poop wasn't involved. I don't know. It (laughs) falls apart. Yeah, so Netanyahu claims his reasoning for the ban of Omar and the ban with conditional timeout for Tlaib (laughs) is mostly about the boycott that Tlaib actually mentioned in her letter. Both Tlaib and Omar are supporters of the Boycott, Divestment, and Sanctions Movement, or BDS, which calls for economic and political pressure against Israel for them to give full equality to Palestinians and for them to make certain compromises about land control in the region. Opponents of the BDS movement often call it anti-Semitic, while supporters often call Israel's current policy Islamophobic. Apartheid. So, (laughs) yeah, the rhetoric is super helpful. Apartheid is the correct (laughs) word, to be fair. Yeah, no, it is. But yeah, the rhetoric and the hyperbole, that's great for the region. They're crushing it. Everybody's doing great over there. Either way, the U.S. House overwhelmingly agreed to pass a resolution condemning the BDS campaign very recently. That being said... There is a word, again, called apartheid, yep. <laughs> and it does, in fact, apply to the treatment of Palestinians in the West Bank. That's not anti-Semitic to say. That's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Nor is it bigotry against Muslim people to say that Islam is terrible for the world. So, so are Judaism and Christianity, also terrible for the world. Just naming yeah. more facts. These are all facts. Yeah. And hey, look. they all apply to the problem of the region. Yeah, right. And look, it's time for a long look in the mirror when you find yourself saying things like, you know, who's always stoking the flames of war with his hyperbolic firebrand rhetoric? That Jimmy fucking Carter. That's who. (laughs) Faker. Big faker. Also, we should point out because you think he faked his cancer? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Because no one cared about him anymore. Yeah. So it was like, all right, so you, you think next Friday doesn't mean next Friday, and you think Jimmy Carter was faking cancer? I just want to put those two things together. Now I'm Go. right about two things. Okay, <laughs> my Venn diagram is a circle. Anyways, we should point out because someone's going to tweet this at us. There are anti-Semitic people that are part of and behind BDS, but that sure. has nothing to do with whether or not it's a good idea you know like atheism is correct despite that Pol Pot fella yeah well (laughs) well, I see where you're going with your analogy but Pol Pot is a really good like piece of evidence against omnibenevolence I I, I get what you're saying (laughs) but we're actually 
Like, I just want to be clear that virtually all nouns make atheism more correct. <laughs> Pumpernickel. Sure. <laughs> so, in a rare example of bipartisan logic here in the U.S., actually, um, Netanyahu's ban led to some heavy criticism from both sides of the aisle, which was encouraging. I even saw a headline that said, Marco Rubio was speaking out against Netanyahu, and I was excited. <sighs> But then I kept reading and got oh. reminded that it's 2019, so I really that. shouldn't have kept reading. I should, but nope. I shouldn't have. Yeah, so Rubio tweeted the following, quote, I disagree with Talib and Omar on Israel, but denying them entry is a mistake. So, okay, you know, not bad. Maybe end the tweet there. That yeah, would be there great. you go. But no, he continued. Being blocked is what they really hoped for all along in order to bolster their attacks against the Jewish state, end quote. Oh, uh, no, you know what? Honestly, I get his point. Just like, oh, Grandma, I would love to sit in your weird-smelling kitchen and hear stories from your girlhood that go nowhere, but I got banned from the country. Oh, <laughs> Grandma. So I was Wait. so looking forward. Sorry. That's, that's how I'm my sorry. grandma would make an excuse to not see me <laughs> in my yes. case, but whatever. Wait, I'm sorry, wait, is Rubio's argument here lately? Tell me if I'm following this. I believe what he's saying is, hey, Benny Nets, they're just trying to trick people into thinking you're the kind of asshole who would do the thing you did. That thing that you just did. Yes, exactly. That's Okay, all right, insane. just want to make sure. That's, <laughs> that's his argument. Jesus. And uh, one other detail on this. Just in case you thought this story was about a foreign leader who's terrible. <laughs> nope, also Trump. It's also yep, about yep. Trump. Yeah. Turns out that Netanyahu's original plan to allow Omar and Tlaib got changed after pressure from Donald Trump. Apparently, Trump heard about this and called up Netanyahu to be like, wait, I thought we were both doing the Muslim ban thing. You just, you can do that. You just have to use different words. You just can't say Muslim. Tell him, tell him you're not allowing anyone into Israel if they came from a terrorist-prone state like Michigan or Minnesota. And, yeah. <laughs> and Netanyahu decided to go with Trump's advice. So just to review what's happening here, the right wing leader of Israel wasn't being Islamophobic enough for Donald Trump. Oh, God that's, damn. That's yes. the scale of things here. Right. Yeah. And, and until he installs a separate little chicken wire fence for the Palestinian kids, he won't be. <laughs> yeah, that's adorable, though. That's an adorable image. It would is. Yeah. They're shooting him with Nerf guns. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They shoot Palestinian children with real guns. I know. Yeah. Instead of gas, it's those little snap crackle things. But it's still it's, <laughs> the poppers, it's the, the point. wolf poppers. Yeah, still toxic. It's still <laughs> toxic, though. Still bad for babies. And on that note, they're gonna love that segue to their ad. Let's take a quick break <laughs> for a word from our sponsor with plenty of space. Let's leave a little space here. The New Yorker. I just don't think people are going to see it till the Dow takes a big hit. I mean, it is taking a hit. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, like, personal portfolio levels of hit, like, really big. Jesus, you think? Not again. Really? I hate this the guy. Worst. That's right. It's me, Dunning Freddy Krueger. Couldn't help um, but notice you're talking about the economy. Did you know yeah. money isn't even on the gold standard anymore? We're not even asleep. Yeah, but we did know that. We all... Yeah, know. it's a good thing we're not old-timey prospectors. Which means the Federal Reserve just 
randomly decides what money is worth to enrich its secret board of directors. No, no. Not even a little how that happens. Look, Dunning Freddy Krueger... I'm entitled to my opinion. Right, no... Legally, yes, but why be ignorant when you could just read The New Yorker? What's The New Yorker? Uh, the New Yorker represents the best writing in America today. Beyond publishing the best writers in the world, The New Yorker holds people in power accountable through rigorous reporting and compelling storytelling. So, you know, you could actually know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. it sounds biased. I think it'd be better for me to Google both sides and make my own decisions, right? No, nope, not at all how truth works um but i will tell you that the new yorker has some amazing writers on their staff whose job it is to know what is and is not true so they'll tell yeah. you they've got like evan osnos a pulitzer prize finalist who has been a new yorker staff writer since 2008 covering politics and foreign affairs uh, his work includes a profile of mark zuckerberg and a visit to north korea during the nuclear crisis right and john cassidy covers politics and economics for the new yorker He's written articles on topics ranging from the intelligence failures before the Iraq War to the economics of John Maynard Keynes. Wow. Those people sound like they might know almost as much as my gut tells me. So Just close. So much more than... But, so but guys, as close. I'm fond of saying when I clearly have lost a fight on Facebook or Twitter, I've got a real job. There's no way I can afford the fancy New Yorker. Well, right now you can get 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6, plus you get the exclusive tote. Also, didn't you just get fired from the Applebee's where you worked since high school, like just recently? Yeah, feminism. No. Nope. Again, just go to newyorker.com slash skeptocrat for 12 weeks of The New Yorker for just $6. Listeners save 50% when they enter skeptocrat? That's right. So, if I enter it twice, I get it for free. Legally, they have to honor that. No. No. Why, why would they that be do the not. What if I put my name in lowercase letters? Still no. Maybe they'll whisper it when they read it? All right. Well, gentlemen, I might try that New Yorker thing, but I'm off to start a GoFundMe for my medical treatment. Make sure you guys share it on Facebook, okay? Absolutely not. I unfollowed you like three years ago, dude. Okay. And we're back next up in headlines from the good guy with the crate file. Australians are too <laughs> badass for this world. Aren't they? The best story, right? I, it's like it's like some cartoon barbarians were shaved down and given a pretty woman makeover and told to eat with utensils when Americans were around. Well, some of them, some of them. Well, they didn't. They didn't all say yes. They just they were all told. Uh, but once in a while, they let the mask slip just a little. Like for example. When a terrorist goes running through their streets with a knife, and instead of going elsewhere, they grab a milk crate and some <laughs> chairs and take that motherfucker out like a couple of lion tamer ninjas on their lunch break. Oh my god, this was amazing. It starts with this guy pacing around with a huge knife, and then somehow, seconds later, Jump these Australian guys have him pinned to the ground with chairs, and they have yep. a milk crate over his face. Over his face, like a like, bite mask. Like Hannibal Lecter. It's <laughs> yes. like it's like they just, I don't know, they grabbed the scruff of his neck like a mother cat, and the terrorist just went limp <laughs> and dropped his knife, and they like carefully laid him down and just, just pinned him. Blinded also, them with a reflection off their brass balls or something, yeah. I, I also <laughs> really love, they have like an official smack talker of the group. 
who they yeah. keep they keep having to shut that guy up because he's super duper promising to murder the guy as soon as they yes, get him out. From They're like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. It's not official policy. Stop, stop, you stop. might, but we're, we can't on camera have that. Yeah, no, it, for, for that reason and a lot of others, it is probably the most Australian thing that ever happened. A blood spattered dude who had already stabbed one lady and tried to stab several others starts waving a knife around in a busy intersection in Sydney and then remembered what fucking country this is he a mistake. was in. Sorry, sorry, no. Sorry, I meant to be in America. Um, now... <laughs> The cops there, by the way, aren't say are, are saying actually they are saying that this isn't terrorism related, despite um, the fact that the guy had a bunch of I'm super terroristy and doing this for terrorism shit on him when he was arrested. Right. But 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 they say he doesn't have any ties to terrorist organizations, which is apparently the standard when you're trying to pretend this wasn't a terrorist <laughs> act, I guess. Yeah, this all does make sense, though, like a terrorist with a knife. Not even close to the most dangerous thing that most Australians came across that day. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Gets bit by the continent exclusive Yeti spider and dies. Okay, now this is funny. You guys have got to <laughs> <laughs> I got drop bared. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't seen the video, rectify that. It's worth it just for the... Did you guys just do that shit with chairs and a milk crate look on this dude's face as he's laying on the ground? He's so confused. He's just like, who are Wait, you? How did you do that so fast? Whose so foot bad. was that? Did you grab my neck? I was relaxed all of a sudden. I'm so tired. And also, if you're worried about the, um, the stereotypical description I gave of Australians there, I, I, I want to be clear. Some of my best friends are Australian, uh, mm. so I'm allowed to say stray ya. Straight okay. yeah. So uh, also, nobody ever gets mad when their stereotype is unbelievably badass. Yeah. So I think I'll it's get away with it. And we do a good job of keeping a secret where Adam gets all his money. So lay off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do great at that. We haven't told anybody. And in the fall of man news tonight, fall is finally here. No. What? Not even a little bit. And after the harsh summer, the cool winds are finally what? blowing. Children are bundling up in sweaters, what? heading back to school for a brand new it's, school year. It's like it's 100 degrees in the room I'm sitting in now. Yeah, and school doesn't start for like... Well, actually, I have no idea when school starts anymore. But, yeah. But Eli's still wrong. It's not... I don't know, whatever, it's the been in for wrong. like three weeks here. The right, some places. Sta okay. This state is so behind, they think it's fall of... 1854. They do. Here, I think. They yeah. do. And with all those <laughs> fall times blessings comes the greatest blessing of all. Pumpkin spice. What? Pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin spice cupcakes. And starting on September 23rd <sighs> on Walmart shelves everywhere, pumpkin spice spam. Okay. Well, first of all, that's like ATM machine. It should just be pumpkin spam. They're just right, doing right. the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or the pumpkin spice spam. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, or right. <laughs> maybe we just drop the euphemism altogether and admit that this is cinnamon that we're talking about. It's cinnamon <laughs> spam. Now, for the record, according to Hormel, this is still meant to be a savory treat. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What work is the word still doing in that <laughs> sentence? What, <laughs> what is it modifying? Right. So this mixture of processed meats, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg is recommended by Hormel Foods, the creator of Spam, as a great addition to waffles, muffins, uh, or uh. a fall vegetable hash. 
Either way, be worse. America is psyched. <laughs> In fact, according to my research, Walmart and the few grocery stores that promise to sell a product have had to double down orders based on pre-orders alone. What Jesus. the fuck? It's not even that good of a flavor. Like, no. You know what they do with good flavors? They sell them all year. You can just buy <laughs> right, cinnamon. Yes. Now, obviously, as I read this story, it led me to ask myself, is there anything Americans want pumpkin spice? So, gentlemen, are you ready to hear some 100% real pumpkin spice flavored items collected by Eater.com? I, am I going to have to click through them one by one as a slideshow, or are you just going to Yes, it? It feels but like I it's going to be that. the audio equivalent of that. Yep. All right, here we go. <laughs> click. Greenies pumpkin spice flavored dog treats. Scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll. Where's the button for next? God damn it. Click. <laughs> pumpkin spice protein powder. What? The Honest what? Kitchen makes an instant pumpkin spice latte for dogs. <laughs> Wait, for, for dogs? For dogs. Uh, okay. Simply Beyond makes a pumpkin spice spray-on spice seasoning spray. Well, you've got to have that. Yeah, yeah, there are pumpkin spice kale chips. There are pumpkin spice marshmallow peeps. Pumpkin <laughs> spice good. easy squeeze jello shot mix. Oh. There, can we go back to the seasoning spray-on device? <laughs> Is that necessary? Legally, People can't I can't be bothered with sprinkling because that is too tiring for me. I need a, div a canister that does that. Jesus Christ. The speed on this spice is low. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, uh, there is, by the company Tastin, a Jamaican pumpkin spice mild Caribbean-style salsa. Absolutely. In a, oh. in a title where no one word of that title tells you what is coming after that word. <laughs> Jamaican, what's next? Not pumpkin, pumpkin. Oh, it is pumpkin. Okay, pumpkin. <laughs> Spice. Now, I'm guessing um, zesty, mild. It's mild. Mild. Okay. Caribbean. Oh, well, Caribbean could have followed from Jamaica. Yeah, but Caribbean style. That's really implied. Caribbean yes. style. Chutney? Salsa, exactly. Salsa. That's what I thought you were thinking. Got it. I was and close with, with chutney. And honestly... We're done. White people, all the terrorism in 2018, fine. Old Town Country Road, okay. But now <laughs> you've gone too far. You have. You've gone Wait. too far. Do, do you feel like Old Town Road was made by white people? Oh, it was. it's white people's fault. I don't know. It wasn't oh, made by... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We know Fair who's enough. to blame for Old Town Country Road. <laughs> and most things. Yeah. Let's be fair. And the recession. <laughs> <laughs> And finally tonight, speaking of white people, we should be blaming the president of the United States really needs to hire a dedicated staff member to remind his stupid fucking face and body what the fuck is happening in the immediate physical space around him. <laughs> yep. And the first lady could use one of those, too, yeah. because last week during their visit to El Paso following the mass shooting. The first couple took a picture with a recently orphaned baby named Paul, whose parents both died during the massacre. And despite what all those words I just said mean, Donald and Melania are both smiling like idiots. Melania's holding the baby up like it's the goddamn Lion King. And Donald is giving a literal thumbs up. A, a goddamn thumbs, thumbs up. up. While holding the orphan of gun violence martyrs. If I'd written it as a sketch, Noah and Heath would have cut it for being too broad. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay, but here's the scary thing. I feel like he does have that dedicated staff member, 
and the first two places he wanted to put his thumb were even worse. I'm saying this <laughs> might have been the compromise. <sighs> yeah, so apparently Trump showed up at the hospital where baby Paul was treated and found out that Paul was released a few hours earlier. But it turns out Paul's uncle Tito is a big Trump supporter. And after some White House people called Tito and explained the political importance of an orphan photo op after a mass shooting, Tito happily drove the baby back to the hospital. And he also stopped along the way to pick up an infant-sized Tucker Carlson outfit at a Halloween store that apparently exists. <laughs> he did. And little Paul could not be more angry about this picture. It's the only good thing about it is how mad Paul is about the picture. In the best shot they could get, I'm assuming, they took a bunch. This is the best one they could get. Paul's just clearly staring off to the side at, I'm guessing, tall Tyler being like, dude, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they smiling? Talk to your boy. I'm a baby. Yeah, I'm a baby. And maybe explain that doing a thumbs up isn't the best idea when I have two broken fingers from the mass shooting that killed my parents. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would have been the case even from somebody who hadn't directly inspired the massacre with his invective, right? It's, it's weird when you've got credit Ugh. and you're there. But no, no, it's okay. It's okay. When baby Paul grows up, someone will explain to him how much they enjoy their hobby and make an unrelated accusation about survival hunters, and he'll feel much better. He'll feel all better. Yeah, no, he I'm won't sure. care at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to grow up to be a really terrifying version of the kid from the uh, Nirvana cover from Nevermind. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby grabbing the dollar, but no, the, the orphan baby from the mass shooting. Much better piece of culture. Great. Yeah, but apparently none of this was weird to anybody in the room except this infant child. So uh, a White House photographer was like, all right, everybody say this was worth it. One, two, three, this was worth it. Yay. And they all screamed and did a picture. Great. Okay, one more shot. Everybody say the tree of liberty must be refreshed with the blood of patriots and martyrs. <laughs> parents, parents. All right, one, two, three. The tree of... Uh, it's too long. I didn't even do it. I did it wrong. This was worth it. Yay, guns. Like, th that happened. That must have yep. happened. It's a mass In shooting. The and, then, and then everyone looked at the picture and they were like, yep, send it out into the universe. The internet won't be mean to us at all. Put that in the newspaper. Yeah. Melania tweeted it proudly. She was like, this yep. is a good picture that I got. Yep. This is not unreasonable mm -hmm. at all tweet yep i'm the first lady and on that note we're gonna close it out thanks to no illusions thanks to eli bosnick and thanks to all the listeners who liked us on facebook followed us on twitter and sent us feedback on the other various internets please keep doing that please keep listening and please keep telling your friends uh even if there's a recession uh please enjoy <laughs> the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model it is oddly charming even if you run out of money because whatever might happen and if you don't run out of money, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like David, KD, Chris, Daniel, Jonas, Iculus90, Lindsay, Merrill, Joel from the Florida Men podcast. <laughs> That's probably a good, good idea for a podcast. Uh, Sarah, Kurt, Carrie Boo, Rich, Jason, Faith, tjamesmusic.com, and Mike. Uh, plus a very generous pledge increase that we got from favorite listener, April. Thank you to April as well. Hi, Hi April. April. New she tattoo. She also got a tattoo with her yeah, logo. Yeah, cool. that's right. It's an awesome tattoo. That's pretty awesome yeah. tattoo. Well, um, all not, those not people. To, not to rat, though. She didn't get the skeptic. We're, we're saving that for the other arm. Or my face, which is the symbol for Cam, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> <laughs>
And Kirk Cameron's body. Is it Kirk Cameron's body? Yeah, sure. it's Kirk Cameron's body. As long as you get my face. Start Sorry. with my face. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks so much to those people. Your, your dicks and vaginas are beautiful. And uh, all those people would like, um, let's see, what do we have? Oh, right. Um, Eli's a big, huge fan of William Carlos Williams. Those people would like him to recite a new poem, a different one from last time absolutely. that he likes. Absolutely. Cool. Right away. They would like you to do oh, it right absolutely. now. Oh, I know here, I've got one for so you. Many. There was some shit behind the hospital. It was green <laughs> behind the hospital. Uh, Wheelbarrow, I, pretty, chicken, I, 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 something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, actually, I think you nailed one right there. I'm pretty sure I, I, I close to nailed one. But yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what's terrifying? The, I just realized the only poem I have memorized is by Rudyard Clip Kipling. Oh no! Is it the white man's burden? <laughs> no, it's not. It's the conundrum of the workshops. But like, I, feel like I it was just the made the connection in my now. head that like. The only poem that I could be like, oh, let me just whip out this poem for you is my record. <laughs> I need to memorize a new poem. No. You really uh, do. The Japanese guy. Well, that's bad. What? <laughs> that poet has a name, and it's not that Japanese guy. No. <laughs> this is going so bad for me. What's happening? He wrote a haiku that's good. Name a newspaper that you read. Newspaper. All of them. <laughs> Too slow. Wow. You could be vice president. Rudyard Kipling. <laughs> And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent, like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check them out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Jeffrey Epstein suicide is still pretty fucking convenient, I've got to say. It's ruled suicide by all the things, so I know I'm wrong, but I'm there's a conspiracy. I I know that's not true, but I think it's true. It makes so much sense for there to be a conspiracy there. Um take this with a grain of salt because I can't recall exactly where I read. I want to say it was from a respectable source though. I can't recall exactly where it came from though. Um but I remember reading something that said that because he's now dead, like he was the only person that could claim you know, they, like all of the blackmail material and shit that they offend, that, that they uh, allegedly found when they raided his place. Like, he was the only person that could keep that shit out of court by claiming, oh, no, those are my private papers or whatever. Oh, so this might help. Right, right. So, so there, the, like, the, the person, it was, a, it was an attorney making the point, and I don't remember if it was just, like, you know, some article that someone sent me and I didn't check. I'm pretty sure, though, it was in, like, a, like a, the Washington Post or, or, or you know, like something something respectable or the New Yorker or something. But yeah, that was making the argument that it's actually really bad for anybody he might have had uh, incriminating material on because now he there's no one left that can say, no, 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 that's private. You can't look at that. Or you can't, you know, I, I claim, so, you know, whatever privilege oh. of my papers and, and effects or whatever. So it was a white hat murder. Um. <laughs> is what you're saying, no illusions. <laughs> I get it. Heard. Oh, my God. It's like talking to everyone I know in real life. <laughs> <laughs>
Got it. <laughs> Wink. So, Eli, happy almost anniversary. That's Is that right. tomorrow? Yep. While you, the listener, patron, are hearing this, it will be my third wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. Third. Which 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 one is third? I believe it's leather. Is the old tiny <laughs> one? Yeah. Uh, I believe the modern one is crystal? crystal. Yeah, I think it's crystal. Yeah. So <laughs> we are up to snuff on our anniversary. <laughs> let, let me tell you, I feel way better about that crystal studded belt I got Anna. Now that makes <laughs> well, hell yeah, excellent. Man. Who wasn't? I was thinking baseball now. mitt, leather anniversary. That's what yeah. I would want. <laughs> I mean, new mitt, but broken in. Who doesn't want a new mitt? Like if you go one, you go to one of those guys who professionally breaks in new mitts. That's like an actual business. It's pretty sweet. Wow, is that an actual? Yeah. Oh business? yeah, because it's a huge deal. You buy a new mitt, it sucks until you break it in, and there's like professional break inners who like. They have crazy, fuck crazy ideas mitt? about how that works. Who they like one hundred percent fuck your. Oh, they they mitt. fuck your mitt one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright twenty nineteen. All rights reserved.